All right, we'll dive in. The Lebanon House of Prayer podcast. I like Song of Songs because it's it's the greatest song that was ever written. Ooh. And so your beloved, like that supersedes anything. And that's how I see you before you ever do anything for me. If we could get that, like, right? Ministry is not something I do. Ministry is who I am. And wow. the phrase we use is beloved identity. Like, yeah. like the most important thing about me is this idea that he calls me beloved. Because then I do ministry out of a posture of love as opposed to trying to earn his approval. We have Michael Perkins from Lebanon, Tennessee. I can say 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 Lebanon Lebanon now. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? It is awesome. I'm so excited you guys are here. Us too. You know? Us too. It's Uh, just, it doesn't seem, uh, it doesn't seem real sometimes. I know. I know. And you just got here. How long you been in Lebanon now? Uh, Like, a month? A month. A month. Yeah, seriously, yeah. a month. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, Michael is joining us here at the Lebanon House of Prayer, and we're, we, I wanted to talk to Michael. Uh, we're going to have a couple series of podcasts. I wanted to talk to Michael about the Song of Solomon, okay? There's very few people who are in the Song of Solomon or have studied the Song of Solomon, and he is actually one of them, okay? I studied a little bit. Actually, you came three years ago? Uh, it might have been two, two, and two and a half years ago, two and, a half, yeah. and he did, he did a he did a class on yeah. the Song of Solomon. It's one of the most powerful classes ever, and uh, that that kind of sparked an interest in me. And so I started studying the Song of Solomon. And so not many people have studied it. And so I just wanted to talk, chat a little bit about the Song of Songs. Or the Song of Solomon. Which one you prefer, Song of Songs or Song of Solomon? I like Song of Songs because it's it means it's the greatest song that was ever written. Ooh! And so so that's why I prefer that. That's what you so, prefer. Yeah. Okay, so so you're diving in to the Song of Songs. What what's the well, give us a give us a big chat like big overview of Song of Songs? Why do you love it? Well, I love it because well, Jesus said that all the scriptures point to Him. Yeah. And so I think He said that in John five. Yeah. And so. So if all the scriptures point to him, I think you can look at Song of Songs and look at it from the point of view that Jesus is is writing a letter to his bride or to his church. Mm. And it takes you through the process of of really introduction to courtship or engagement and to marriage to even mature marriage or a mature relationship. So it really kind of walks you through that entire Entire right. process between a, a, a man and his bride. And, and again, I think it's, you can look at it from the point of view of the bride of Christ with our bridegroom king. Oh, that's so good. So, so you would say that we're looking at this, you know, three main characters or several characters in the Song of Songs, right? Yeah. They're the shepherd king or yeah. the bridegroom king. I can't remember how it describes it. Yeah. Uh, we got the Shulamite woman. Yeah. Right. And then we got the daughters of Jerusalem. You got the daughters of Jerusalem. And then you have the watchmen and they're mentioned as well. Yeah. So that's like the fourth. That's but they're not the like bar- the good watchmen. <laughs> no, they're, they're they that. actually, they're actually, I believe, represent the religious spirit Ooh, in this that's story. so good. And I was so, just, uh, and that's what, was that chapter four, five? Four and five. Yeah. Oh, that is such a good yeah. thing. They, oh. they end up like striking her and wounding her. Right. And, trying to take away her ability to even like reproduce wow, and, uh, and remove their covering from her as well. Wow. So, uh, but that that's, is, that's, that's a powerful, yeah. that's a powerful part of the song of songs that she's journeying. She's trying to find her lover, right? She yeah. wakes up, uh, her lover is gone. And so she's looking for her lover. She goes into the city yeah, and it says the watchmen are there yeah, and they actually beat her. They right? actually, they, they actually they beat her, beat her to tar. And, now what's her response? I love her response. Tell us her response. 
Uh, <laughs> she is just leaving. Yeah. She, she, the, mo- the moment she leaves her presence, yeah. she, she just gets up, yeah. leaves her presence, and she finds him immediately. And that's so good. Yeah. And that's so, so good. So like a lot of people are looking for Jesus in these religious dry settings, and, and you're never going to find him. You're never going to find and him. And the moment you exit yeah. that setting, you're, yeah. you're going to run into him. You're going to run into him. And the watchmen there, and I, I think they're in there twice, right? Yeah. They're, and they're, the first time, they're good, right? They're, they're trying to help her find Jesus, right? Yeah. But in the second time, they, man, they beat the tar out of her. And I, love, I loved her response. She looks at the daughters of Jerusalem and says, I've been beaten, right? But yes. don't, don't, don't worry. Tell my lover I've been pierced by love. That's good. Right? So she's actually... Like, listen, I'm so in love with Jesus. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter if people beat me. It doesn't matter, right? They remove their covering. Yeah. So instead of, and I think it's a, it's a sign of, of the maturing of the covenant love between the bride and the groom, right? right? Because instead of getting offended or hurt or be like, well, they beat me right. up or whatever, you know, or this church or that or whatever. She said, listen, I'm so in love with you. I've been pierced by love. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, That's I've been so pierced good. by the king. So I just, oh, is it, this is a great book. It, it, it is. It's, it really it is. is my, it is by far my, my favorite book of the yeah. Bible. So what version... I know, I think you do NASB, mm-hmm. right? That's the version, that's the version you studied it out of. Yeah. I've done the Passion Translation, which has really helped me. Yeah. Just because when you when you walk through the Song of Solomon, it can be hard to understand, especially in the King James Version or even right. the NIV. Yeah. You're like, what? Sheep, white teeth? Like, what's right. going on here? Right. <laughs> right. Right. You know, so tell us the NASB why you like that version and just tell us some highlights out of that. So I, I like the NASB and like I'm not a scholar by any means, right? But I had heard that it was the most accurate word-for-word translation, yeah. And and then what did it for me was actually Isaiah six. Okay, Isaiah six. I, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, yeah. and the train of His robe was filling the temple. The NIV says, "And the train of His robe filled right. the temple," meaning like it was past tense; it was done. Yeah. But in the NASB, it says "filling," meaning it's present tense it's ongoing yeah and that really i'm off track but that's that's okay, okay. go for the, it the the during that time that when the kings would go off to war and they would win a, a battle right. they would remove a piece of the other king's robe and attach it to the robe every time they won a victory so oh, wow. when you would see a king on his throne you would see the different pieces of robes on his robe wow. so when you read isaiah 6 and the train of his robe was filling the temple it insinuates that we have a king that's continuing to win victory after victory after <laughs> victory. On, and so, 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 and then you look at the NIV and it's just like, he's done winning victories Wow! when you look at it from the past tense. Yeah. And so, so that's what did it for me with the NASB. Yeah. And I'm sure like, and I know others have their preferences. Yeah. Now to study song of songs, I did the, the NASB and I, I use the passion a lot to, to help, um, differentiate the flow yes. of conversation when I was really, really studying yeah. it. Yeah. So. And so that's really good. And I, I love what you said there because the NSAB is going to be more of a word for word translation because yeah. the, you know, we don't know the old Testament was written in Hebrew, the new Testament was written in Greek. So it's really going to try to key in on those words. The passion translation is going to be more of a, m- more of a, like a story translation, right? That you yeah. get adds a couple things that maybe you may not find in the NSB or in the NIV, but to help right. the logic of the story or kind of help, Exactly. Understand the story, right? Exactly. And you know, as we've, as I've read through the Passion Translation, I've been impressed because even the stuff they've added, 
um, he's done a really good job of just going back into the Hebrew and saying, this is what that Hebrew word means. Yeah. And there's a lot of, in Song of Solomon, there is a ton of linking, like one word and one word, they're linked together. Yeah. And it's kind of like this, you know, uh, just back and forth between these two words. Yeah. Right. Well, his Simon Simmons is footnotes are, yeah. wor- are worth the cost of the Bible anyway. They're just that good. Yeah. Because yeah, like, you know, I have to look at blue letter Bible or you have to have logos or something to look yeah, at the original language and find the definitions. And so these footnotes line right up with blue letter Bible and stuff. And so yeah. I know some people don't like it and it's okay. If it's preference, whatever, but yeah. I, it really helps me understand me too. Right? the passion helps me understand. And then I love the NASB. So here's the song of songs, right? Jesus right. is, it's a, it's a picture of the bride. Yeah. Uh, you know, we being the bride, right? What do you think the daughters of Jerusalem represent? What would that? I think the daughters of Jerusalem represent other believers that aren't quite as mature. Okay. And so they're, they're like, we're hungry. Yeah. Tell us how to grow closer to the one that you love. Yeah. So, so I, I would picture it. And, and in the kingdom, there's always someone that's closer to the Lord than you are. Yeah, that's good. And so, so I, I think that's what the daughters of Jerusalem, they're just, they're believers that want to be able to get into the, bridegroom king's presence mm. and they're asking the one that they believe knows the key to get in they're asking how do we get into the area that you're into oh i love that okay so you i mean you studied the whole book all eight chapters give me your favorite passage or favorite verses or verse out of it and, and just share with us so there's a, there's like there's there's two <laughs> okay <laughs> okay give us two uh one four okay. one four says draw me after you and let us run together yes and so so this is the shulamite bride saying draw draw me after you and let's run our lives together and like to me that's like the one prayer that the lord always wants to answer is that prayer of of hunger yeah. and that prayer of i I want to run with you, God. Mm-hmm. Like he's always going to give you the opportunity mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. So like, that's my, that's mm-hmm. my favorite one. And yeah. the, the, the second, I say second. Yeah. Uh, second favorite is, is an eight five. Yeah. Which, which says this, this, who is this coming up out of the wilderness, leaning upon her beloved. Wow. And, and to me in particular, like I preached that verse for the last few years, but I really feel like like the last year is yeah. me actually live learning to live that one out right and coming out of a wilderness season leaning on him so th- those are my two favorites oh that's book. so good that's so good the word the one i haven't i haven't, I haven't got to chapter eight i'm somewhere in the end of chapter one <laughs> i've been going like almost verse by verse so but chapter one that word draw literally has the idea of an impeller yeah right and yeah it has like for those of you who don't know an impeller which i had to actually look this up like right the water gets sucked in but it actually, when it gets sucked in, it propels. So it uses, it's like, that's what an impeller does. Yeah. It sucks in water and then it propels and it pushes you. And so the love of the of the bridegroom king is sucking. It's like Jesus is sucking us in to yeah. this to this chamber, right? Yeah. And that is so powerful. It is. It's so powerful. His <laughs> love for us, isn't it? It is. It yeah. is. Oh, so tell me the, the, one of the, one of the craziest things that you find in Song of Songs, like one of the, one of the wildest things you're like, oh man, like I read this. I was like, wow, I was taken back by this. Well, it's so, so like in like chapter one, for instance, you know, she prays that prayer and then she immediately begins to recoil mm. and she recoils and she says, I'm black and I'm swarthy. So mm. she's saying like, I want to be near you, but I can't be near you because I'm not qualified to be near you. Wow. And, and so like, I was so struck by that. Yeah. 
that dichotomy of like how many people have said, I want to be close to you, God. Right. But then when they really start to go after him, like, ah, I really don't want you looking at me because you're going to see the parts of me that you, 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 you're not going to like. Wow. And she actually even says like the things that's wrong with her isn't even her fault because it was her brothers that made her like 10 niece wow. fields, you know, take care of. So yeah. she was taking care of other people's responsibilities. And there's a lot of people that's had things happen to them. Yes. Things done to them. That's not yeah. their fault, um, right. whether they were abused, whatever. Yeah. And so they don't feel worthy to be God in God's presence. Wow. And he says, and this is what, what got me is he says, oh no, most beautiful among women. <laughs> so he's like, I don't, I don't see what you see. Wow. He says, this is what I see. You're the most beautiful one. Yeah. You're my, and he, I think he actually says most beautiful one and, and my dearest. And, mm. and so he's, he's saying you're, you're the most important, you're the most special thing I've ever seen. Mm. Despite what you have been through, that does not define you. Mm. And so, so to me, like in my own call in particular, I feel like, like I'm called to get people to get past that. Yes. And for them to begin to see themselves the way that he sees them. And the phrase we use is beloved identity. Like, like the most important thing about me is this idea that he calls me beloved. Wow. And so, so to me, that was like the Mm. Holy smokes. I can't believe that's in here. Right. And I can so relate to this Yes. because I know all the junk I did before Jesus. Right. I know all the things I've said or thought. Yeah. And, and occasionally that comes to mind when I enter into his presence or when I begin to pray or worship on my own, you start thinking of those things. I'm like, Whoa, that's not what he's thinking or seeing right now. So that is so important to the body of Christ, right? It is. It really is. It is. Because, you know, if we can't get through chapter one, because I've, I've seen the Song of Solomon build, right? Like it builds yeah. chapter two, and then chapter three, and chapter four, and chapter yeah. five, and there's a maturing. Yeah. But we got to understand who we are and how he sees us. Like he yeah. doesn't see us the way we think he sees us. Exactly. Isn't that beautiful? It's it's very, I, you know? I, I think most people think God's very legalistic. Oh man, I know, and I know. He's, he's not. Not at all. Not at all. Not all. Only thing he sees is his son. Yeah, his beloved identity. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I, 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 I was I got stuck there for weeks on the worthless. Like she built, she felt worthless. Yeah, and it literally was trauma from someone else. Yes, and what they had done to That's her. A good word, trauma. You know, but she, King looks at her and says, "No, yeah. that's not how I see you. Yeah, you are the most beloved. Yeah, and if we could get that, like our identity is not shaped on what we've done or what we're doing." Our identity is shaped on, on, on Jesus and who he is. And as we get into him, we take his identity. That's it. We're the beloved. That's we it. are the beloved. So that's probably the whole song of songs, right? It, the, it is. It really is. It's him like convincing her, like, <laughs> this is who you are. You're the beloved. Yeah. And it's fascinating, too, when you look at like the New Testament. Yeah. So like the very first thing the father spoke over Jesus yeah. right after he was baptized is, this is my beloved son in wow. whom I'm well pleased. That was the start of his ministry. Yeah. And at the end of his ministry on the Mount of Transfiguration, he says the exact same thing. That's so good. So this is my I beloved never... son and I'm whom well pleased. Yeah. Listen to him that time. He says, listen to him. So, yeah. so like, so before Jesus did anything, he mm. said, you're beloved. And after he had accomplished what he said he was going to accomplish, yeah. you know, and of course he's still had to go on to the crucifixion right. and raise from the dead, but but the father said, you're beloved, like that supersedes anything. And that's how I see you before you ever do anything for me. Wow. 
And so that, that changes, that should yes. change the way we do ministry. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because then I, I do ministry and out of a posture of love as opposed to trying to earn his approval. Yes. That's so good. Oh, that's so good. That's so good, right? Like <laughs> if, we get, if we could get that, like, right? Ministry is not something I do. Ministry is who I am, right? Yes. Because I'm the beloved. Yeah. Right? I'm the beloved. So I can't. Yeah. I can't help but do ministry because I'm inviting people to experience the love of Jesus. That's it. Right. And the bridegroom King and his, and his love for us. That's it. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. This has been the song of Solomon. This has just been a, our first, like just kind of teaser of song of Solomon. Um, now you and your wife, April have two kids, right? Mm-hmm. Ethan and wonder yeah. you've moved to Lebanon, Tennessee. You've started your nonprofit. Tell us a little bit about the nonprofit, what your heart is, what, what, sure. what you're reaching out to our, our nonprofit is called Firebrands Global. Okay. And like we feel called to, like the, I guess the phrase is, we feel called to raise up a generation of burning ones. Burning ones. I love that. That's love out of that. Isaiah 6 as well. Yeah. The, the, right. the seraphim, they were burning ones. All they did was right. uh, worship and worship and worship and, wow. and devotion. Yeah. And their devotion and worship actually yeah. caused conviction amongst the prophet of God. Wow. And so, so we feel called to raise up people that just are fully on fire for the Lord. And yeah. uh, that's so good. And so, so yeah. So, and you're, you're doing some traveling that like, how you, how, how are you guys doing that? Like, what's that look like? A couple of ways. So we're traveling a few times a month, two to okay. three, two to three weekends a month. We're, we're on the road, um, going to churches that are at least have a hungry pastor. Right. And, uh, um, and we're just going there and, and hopefully facilitating an environment where someone can have an encounter with the Lord. Like yes. that, that's what I feel like we're called to do is. Yep just host that atmosphere, that environment. Mm. So someone can come into his presence and maybe just maybe the trajectory of their life will be changed forever. Mm. And, and we have other things in pipeline, uh, yeah. uh, working on some books some things like that as well, but that'll be on down the road or down the road, about yeah. six, seven months from now. But yeah, uh, oh, but that's, that, so that's good. what we're doing. And that's God's call. That's God's call in our life. Oh man. So, well, dude, it is such an honor to have you and April here in town with us and your kids, Ethan. He's been drumming, and we've we've yeah. enjoyed having him. Yeah, and uh, it's just a blessing. It's a blessing to have you guys in town. Yeah, and our, our time is up. Believe it or not, how about that? Uh, isn't that crazy? That's crazy. The Twenty minutes goes real quick. It does go real quick. So thanks everybody for yeah. joining us for uh, our podcast, and yeah. we'll catch you in the next one. All right. Well, not awesome. That was great.